morning. Open your Bibles with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, as we continue through the Sermon on the Mount and looking this week again at the Lord's Prayer as we know, as we know it, uh, or the model prayer, as so many call it. And indeed, it is a model of how we should pray. Uh, Jesus is very specific concerning that. Um, I want us to look at this today, and we're looking at this one verse, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, I've entitled today, Our Daily Reliance on Our Father. We have a daily reliance on Him. Every morning I get up and I have the same routine. Uh, I get up and uh, after I've read my Bible, done a few things in the house, I head outside and uh, I go straight to the dog kennel because Bingo's been locked up all night. Uh, and so I'll go and I'll let Bingo out and he comes out. He's always happy to see me. He's about that tall. You know, I can pet him like this. You know, he's a big dog. Um, 100 and some odd pounds, and he's got his hair all over the place, and it goes all over me. And so we trot on off, and he's, he's going with me, and we're heading straight to the chicken coop. When we get over to the chicken coop, we suddenly discover we have another visitor, and uh, this visitor's name is Kitty Cat. She just had three kittens, but she still comes out and joins us on our morning routine of going and feeding the chickens. And there's something about chickens uh, there's a lot about chickens, really, let me tell you. But there's something about chickens. There's something that they're going to be doing every time you go out there, if you've left them out at night. They're going to be standing at the fence, walking back and forth just like this, because they're used to something. And that is me going over to the feed, uh, going over to the can, reaching in, grabbing some scratch, throwing it over here in the corner. They know where to go. Before I throw it, they're in the corner, okay? Because they know I'm throwing it in the corner. I'm doing that so they'll be away from the, the gate. So when I open the gate and I go in, grab the water can, come out, and everybody's out there, why don't you have automatic waterers? Because I'm not that way. And I go and I get the uh, water can and I pull it out and I bring it out and I fill it up and I go back over to the, to the scratch can and I grab and I throw some more in the corner. They're already in the corner because they know that's what we do all the time. Uh, they uh, just do that. And so after I get the water back in and I come back out, I walk around and I grab the feed bucket and I bring the free feed bucket back over to the cans and I get feed and I put it in there. I reach in, I grab another little handful of scratch. They're already over in the other corner because they know I'm going to throw it over there. They are happy to see me every single morning. I can tell. They're pacing back and forth at that fence. They're looking for somebody to come out the door up there. They're anticipating this. And I throw the scratch out, go and put the feed can up. Then I go to the rabbits. Rabbits aren't near as excited. They just want out, okay? Uh, they just want out. And so I feed the, the rabbits and all that. Then I go head back to the house and say, let's go. And Bingo's trotting along, and he knows where we're going. We're going to feed him and the cats and all that. We have that routine every day. But I want you to know those chickens are acting on instinct, the rabbit acting on instinct. The dog acting on instinct. The dog is not emotionally attached to me. The dog knows that I feed him and that I pet him. 
And they're totally relying upon me. They rely on me coming day in and day out and filling up the feed cans and the water cans. They rely on me. But not because they love me. They rely on me merely because I keep their food full. They don't know I'm going to eat them one day. We act on a divine unction that makes us zealous for the Father. Whether he feeds us or not. Because we love him. Because he is our life. He gave us life. Both bios and zoe. Both physical life and spiritual life. He's awakened us. And we love him. And this prayer is pouring out that recognition and that love that we have for him. He has worked in us in such a way that we have the Spirit of God living in us to instruct us and help us to rely only on Him. Everything that we have comes from God. Every breath that we have is by His mercy and by His grace. Everything that we have comes from him. I want us to look at this verse today. Give us this day our daily bread. And I want you to see in this how God is calling us to rely on Him and how we're being instructed to pray in reliance of God. Not reliance of ourselves, but relying on Him and trusting in Him. The only way you can really do that is to just go word for word uh, on this verse. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just deal with each word uh, in the verse. And to help us to think about our daily reliance or our daily need that can only be filled by our Father in heaven. So, as we look at this, let's consider... This word, give. Give us this day our daily bread. Give. It's important to note that this word give is predicated upon what's already been said. All right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give. It's important for us to see that this asking, this request is not this selfish gimme, gimme, gimme. But that instead what it is is a child who has a relationship with his father and who sees his father rightly as provider and sustainer and one who is set apart from all others. Not only is this father good and kind, but this father also uh, has a desire for you and me. He has a desire, ultimately, that his plan will be fulfilled, and it will be, and he knows it will be. 
And so we come to that place asking your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our asking is according to his will. Our asking is pleasing to him, right? It pleases the Father that we come to him and ask. It pleases the Father that we trust him and rely on him. And so when we're saying give, there's not a selfishness in this. There's a a right expectation that has been calibrated by a relationship with the Father and a coming to know the will of the Father through the word of the Father. He has made promises and he will keep every one. And so we can confidently come to him Say, give us this day our daily bread. Because he reigns over our hearts and minds. He leads us to seek, to embrace, and to ask for his will. Hey, Lord, keep your promise and provision. He does that. Something else about this word, give. Hey, Father, give us this day our daily bread. There's a sense in which we are saying to God, you have everything I need. You have everything I need. I don't have everything I need. Someone else doesn't have everything I need. You have everything I need. And not only do you, excuse me, Have everything I need. You are everything I need. You're everything I need. I come to you. Jesus in this prayer is pointing us to trust in God wholly and completely, no matter what, and to see in Him all of life and all of godliness, and all of hope in Him and in Him alone. I mean, we're acknowledging the truth that He has everything we need. Another thing that comes out of this is us recognizing something about our God. He's a good Father who knows how to give good gifts. He knows how to give us the things that we need. He's a good father who not only keeps his promises but knows what we need before we ask it. I know I just jumped ahead in the Sermon on the Mount, but he does. He knows what you need. You walked in here today. You need something, don't you? There's some need that you have, some fulfillment that you're counting on God to take care of. We recognize that he has all we need And that he's good to give us what we need. He's good to care for his children. So he's saying, pray this way. Give us this day our daily bread. You're a good father. You're a holy father. You're set apart. And we're yours. Secondly, I want to look at this. This word, us, give us 
this day, our daily bread. We certainly see in this model prayer that it seems that it should be prayed with others. The model is good for individual praying, but also good for congregational praying or uh, corporate praying together. Our asking is not for us alone or for me alone. I'm not asking that God would only give my daily supply of bread today for me and care nothing about anyone else. We can pray specifically for one another because we're near to one another like that. So there is a very real sense that he's telling us to intercede and pray for one another as children of God in the same family of God. But also for children of God throughout the world that need to eat. Anybody need to eat today? Everybody in the world would say, I'd like to eat today. You know? Right? So we're asking for one another. He provides for all mankind. I mean, do you think that it's only Christians that God's providing food for? He provides it for everyone. Everywhere. And we're asking Him, God, give us this day our daily bread. There's a common grace in this prayer that particularly is asking for the sustenance that everyone needs. Pray this way. Give mankind what they need to eat. Today, approximately 41 million people throughout the world are on the brink of famine. 41 million. That brings this prayer home to relevance today. I mean, when you think about this prayer, when you consider that we're not just asking for our individual selves and not just for people that we know, but mankind throughout the world, we need to understand there are people dying today. Some 30,000 children will die today from preventable hunger. It should be a prayer for us. Give us this day our daily bread. So, we're asking a father that we know intimately and beautifully because of Jesus to give us what he longs to give us. And we're asking him because he longs for us to ask. And not only for our own selves, but for him. For, for, for others all around us. Our daily reliance on our Father should trickle out 
into the needs of others as well. Then he says this, give us this day. I'm going to deal with this and the word daily later on in the this day and daily bread. So I'm going to use this day and daily for this particular point. Two words in the English. It's one word in the Greek. One way we can speak about it is I need food today. I need bread today. Anybody say, yeah, I need, I need food today. I need bread today. And most every one of us will say that. And we have full pantries and freezers at home. But it doesn't mean that we don't pray this. Because we have those full pantries and freezers at home because God has provided Every day. A couple of things to highlight in thinking about this day. Give us this day. First of all, James shares about speculating as to what one will do tomorrow. You don't know you have tomorrow. James points out. Your, your life actually is nothing more than a vapor. In limiting our request to today, we acknowledge our daily reliance, our daily trust on God rather than only when we're in dire straits, when there's nothing in the pantry. But instead, we're acknowledging our daily need for God. We need Him all the time, don't we? Our lives are delicate. Our lives are, are fragile. In a moment, things can change dramatically. February 2021, getting milk became an issue because of the weather. The Texas snowpocalypse shut down supply chains, preventing milk from reaching grocery stores. Y'all remember that? Well, yeah, Rick, how could we forget? I mean, there we were. But if you don't drink a lot of milk, that wasn't a big deal. But I remember telling people, hey, there's milk at Dollar General. They were gone. Upstream from the grocery stores, dairy farmers were dumping milk out because processing plants did not have power because of freezing. Our lives are fragile and delicate and we only have tomorrow because God gives it. And we only have what we need today because God gives it. This day. 
recently, more recently, it was a problem, supply chain evidently. You couldn't find a saltine cracker anywhere. I don't care if it was premium saltine crackers or Keebler saltine crackers or generic saltine crackers. You couldn't find a saltine cracker. If you would have known how to make saltine crackers, you could have made a fortune in Palestine, Texas. How do I know? Because everybody was complaining that they couldn't find saltine crackers. You would have thought that the end of the world had come as we know it. Because there were no saltine crackers. What am I going to put my cheese on? Why were you looking for saltine crackers? I had made a pot of chili. I wanted some crackers. I went to Brooks's. I went to Kroger. I went to every dollar store around. There were no saltine crackers. Fortunately, I found Fritos. All right? So we could make some Frito pie or whatever. I like it just chili. But everybody else wants to ruin my chili and put Fritos and cheese in it. I don't know why. Our lives are delicate. Our supply chains are delicate. It's nothing in comparison to what you see in Ethiopia. They know what it means. They don't have full pantries and freezers. And so when they say, give us this day our daily bread, they're really needing daily bread. On more than one of our trips to Ethiopia, an emphasis has been to alleviate hunger as much as we could. It's always an issue. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Another thing that this says, give us this day. says this I'll be back tomorrow to ask for tomorrow's bread I'll come back and ask you again because you're my father and not just because you gave me bread today but because I love you and I want to rely on you and I know often I don't rely on you, but I never want to stop asking. I never want to forget that I need to rely on you. That I need to trust you. Everything. All the time. This highlights our dependent relationship with the Father. It shows our desire to return. And the recognition of his pleasure in our coming to him. But Father doesn't love that. He loves it for us to come to him. We find in, in 
the book of Exodus, I believe it might be chapter 16, somewhere around in there where he gives instruction concerning manna. He said, collect what you need for one day. Well, some people thought, well, there's plenty around here. I think I'll get a little more. That stuff stunk and was not edible. The only time you could collect for two days was for the Sabbath. And God would let that carry over this day. He was teaching them, you can trust me. I'm not going to let the manna stop falling. I'm not going to let this stop coming. But it wasn't merely about feeding them. It was more about trusting God and teaching them the necessity of doing that. Believing Him. He was this day, our daily bread is about believing God and about being in that relationship with Him. You know, there are times when we have more than we need, and there's times when we have less than we need. Proverbs chapter 30, um, verses 8 and 9. I call myself marking it, and I guess I didn't. Proverbs chapter 30. says in verse 8, remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Why does he ask that? Look what he says next. Lest I be full and deny you or act as though I don't need you. And say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Don't make me poor or rich. Just give me what I need. Very much at the heart of this prayer that Jesus instructs us to pray. And teaches us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Next we see it says, uh, give us this day our daily bread our daily bread it's not a word you think much of it's merely a plural personal pronoun but the implication of this word is that the bread we are asking for is ours why would it be ours because we work for it. Because we go to work for it. He's putting this, this thought in here that we're asking God for our daily bread. And that daily bread is ours. Certainly we share bread with others, but... The primary way in which God supplies bread or food to families is that they work, right? When 
We're not only coming to God and asking, give us our daily bread, but then we're getting up and we're going and we're working for our daily bread. The employment that we have, it comes from the Father. It's available blessing from God, a grace flowing from Him, not only to citizens of His kingdom, but to all mankind. Here, go work, earn bread. Today, the atheist truck driver is hauling bread from one place to the other so that the redeemed warehouse worker will have bread to buy. The atheist truck driver is hauling that bread so that he has money to buy the bread that was hauled by the redeemed truck driver. God uses both the redeemed and the unredeemed to provide our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. You Father who, can, who we trust, who we know. We thank you. We're really pointing toward this great need that we have need we need him for everything some of you may have never heard of Annie Hawks back in the mid to late 1800s she was a 37 year old mother she was working to make a home cooking, cleaning, tending to the children she was a Christian lady, and she was going about her daily needs, just regular household uh, task, and she suddenly sensed the nearness and the presence of God. And she began to wonder to herself, how could anyone ever live without God, either in joy or in pain? And she began to write some words to a poem. Sixteen years later, Annie Hawks experienced the death of her husband. And she says, I did not understand at first why this hymn had touched the great throbbing heart of humanity. It was not long until long after when the shadow fell over my way, the shadow of a great loss, that I understood something of the comforting powers in the words which I had been permitted to give out to others in my hour of sweet serenity and peace. In other words, she said, I wasn't struggling when I wrote these words, but they were a help to others. God calls us to that.
You say, what were those words? I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee every hour. Stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art not. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide or life is vain. I need you. This one line in the prayer, give us this day, our daily prayer, is that. I need you, God. I need you for everything. I need you for life. I need you for eternal life. I need you for what I need today. I'm not counting on what I've got stored up. I'm counting on the supply of your goodness and your grace in me, whether I have a morsel or not. And that takes us to this last word, bread. This is what sustains us. Bread. Our bodies need food. Bread is not all there is, of course. Nobody's running around with a loaf of bread under their arm and that's all they ever eat. Bread is representative of other magnificent things. There's steak and potatoes. Lasagna and garlic bread. Bacon and eggs, pancakes, waffles, chicken fried steak, chicken fried chicken, chicken fried anything. I'm getting some mom stares and salad. No one lives by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the Father's mouth. There's a sense in which we need to understand that this daily bread is not merely the sustenance that the body needs, but it's the sustenance that the soul needs. Our relying on God for the provision of food or anything else that we have is a lesson to us in the provision or in the reliance that we have on the living God. We are called to trust in Him. Jesus said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and died. But he who feeds on this bread will live forever. What bread? Jesus. Who feeds on him. Who knows him. Who trusts him and relies completely on him. He not only provides bread, but himself to those 
who come to him, and he will not cast them out ever, who come to him in faith and repentance. He says, whoever believes him who sent me has eternal life. Do you trust God in that way? An eternal life? Have you trusted Him with your sin? Have you admitted to God, look, you know what? I heard this story. I heard that if I will admit and trust and confess that I am a sinner, if I'll agree with you concerning my sin... And I will repent of that sin. I'll change my mind about sin. Instead of loving sin, I will hate sin. And turn to you to pursue your righteousness through Jesus Christ. If you hadn't relied on Him in that way, seeing that He is the substitute for us, that he died a, a death that was substitutionary atonement. That he bore your sin and that he bore the wrath of God that was intended for you. But he took it on himself. Have you trusted him in that way? Because all the food and all the storehouses of food that you could gather up will be worthless one day. You'll have everything, but you will have forfeited your soul. My prayer for you is that you would hope in Him. And in hoping in Him, you would find this to be true. That it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to say, come in. My prayer is that you would rely on Him for salvation. And that you would rely on Him for everything else. Asking for our daily bread is not this mechanical process, but a dire need for troubled, anxious people to know that He is the God who sees us and provides for us. Very much about anxiety. Later in chapter 6, what's He going to do? Don't be anxious about what you will wear, what you will eat. Don't be anxious about these things. Your Father, He knows what you need. And He knows the best thing for us is that we rely wholly on Him. Whether we eat another bite or not. To trust Him for eternal life. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank You for your word.
Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you're a father, a king who loves his children. You've called us to yourself. You've made us your very own. And God, you want us to trust you in everything. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help our unbelief, that you would cause us, Lord, even in our doubts and anxiety to trust you, even in our joy and prosperities to trust you. It's hard in either circumstance. So God, teach us contentment. Contentment in you and in you alone. Find contentment in this life. No matter our status or circumstances. But because we know you. And you know us. We love you in Jesus name. Amen.